Welcome to Are We There Yet? The podcast looking at the innovations emerging from the workshops, labs and secret test tracks of Hyundai. Across this series, we've heard about technology that is changing our world. And behind each piece of cutting-edge tech is an army of engineers, scientists and ultimately designers making crucial decisions about how our world looks and how it works. Design has gotten extremely complex. I think design or the design world has come a long way. In this episode, I'm meeting the designer, artist and visionary who has transformed the Hyundai and Kia brands through design over the past decade, as well as played a formative role in shaping the company's culture. I'm Susie Perry, and this podcast comes to you from Hyundai Motor. Today, I'm talking to the visionary designer and Renaissance man, Peter Schreier. From humble beginnings in Germany's south to his new base in Seoul, Peter has bridged east and west to bring some of the 20th century's most iconic cars to the road. More than this, he brought his unique design and management spirit to his work and profoundly shaped a new culture at Hyundai in ways that will be felt long, long into the future. Peter, you're very welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. We've all designed cars at school, you know, while we've been doodling. and, and But everything of mine just looks like what's already there, whereas you've been mm, able to yeah. almost go the opposite way. I have done, basically done this. I built a small um, kind of a racing car by myself. My grandpa showed me how to build little models. And so I built this car from, from wood and aluminium pieces and little tubes. And I still have it, actually. So would you say the that thinking out of the box, if you like, or, or not following mm. the trend, would uh, a good example of that would have been the Kia Optima? Kia Optima is uh, uh, quite a good example because uh, at the time when we did this car, um, the predecessor of Kia was very neutral-looking car, nice-looking car, and it did the whole everything that you would expect. But it wasn't that attractive. All cars that were big uh, 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 trunk or boot space, uh, uh, ingress, egress, perfect, uh, headroom in the back. Uh, the usual way um, cars are developed is to try to make it even a bit more than that. Basically, we did the opposite. The overall appearance was uh, much more sporty than any of the competition. And it's difficult to beat the competition with their weapons. So mm. we tried to do the opposite. Uh, and this was very successful. As much as it's uh, what you've just said there makes complete sense logically to not fight uh, a competition with, with what's already there, how how risky is it to, to go um, opposite, to, to come out with something, even if it looks very beautiful? You know, if the market at the time is going a certain way to swing the opposite way... <laughs> do you think that? Do you think that's that's quite a risk? I, I often think uh, the biggest risk is not to take any risk. <laughs> and that the bigger risk would be to follow that uh, uh, trend, and then you just run in the mainstream. Outside of the artist, what else in the world inspires you when you're when you're designing? Uh, basically, as a designer, I think you walk through the world with um, 
open eyes and you get influenced by many things. Uh, personally, what I really do like is uh, traveling. It's really interesting to see the different worlds in America, in China, in Korea, in Europe, and see how people live, what demands do they have. And the other thing is, uh, I like architecture, I like looking at gardens, developing uh, a garden, I think is really interesting. I like music, I like uh, uh, jazz uh, and rock, I like uh, the improvisation about it. Uh, so this is many things that, that influence you, basically, uh, as a designer, you, you cannot switch off the radar. You, it's always on, no matter where you are and what you do. You talked about quite a lot of visual uh, influences there, but you also talked about sound in terms of music. So how how does that work? It's the way how music reflects on you, how, how you absorb the music, how you go with the groove or... Right, how it makes um, you feel. I think if you look at the product, <laughs> yeah, how it makes you feel. If you look at some of of uh, uh, the great uh, uh, jazz musicians like Miles Davis or also uh, what uh, uh, Frank Zappa has been doing uh, to uh, mix or find a new combination of different styles in the way how uh, a band works. Uh, to me, I often compare with the design team also, because you have to have this kind of blind understanding. You need to know uh, where you want to go to to fall into the same rhythm and the same themes. And then this interchange between the different uh, uh, um, instruments or the different musicians. And this is the same way in a design team. You need to have a, a blind understanding between people. The chemistry, uh, the, the atmosphere is extremely important. Um, Peter, you joined Hyundai Motor Group in, in 2006, first as CDO for Kia Design. And then in 2013, your role was extended and you also made responsible for taking care of Hyundai. So mm. what was it that made you decide to join Hyundai Motor Group in the first place? Um, well, I got that call from, from Kia in the first place. And uh, to me, it sounded kind of exotic, but it made me um, curious. I thought that could be really interesting. And I was always wondering uh, who were the people behind it. And this is what also made me curious. And then, uh, yeah, I made the decision and uh, I entered a different world. And it, it was really a different world, not in just terms of work, but a big decision to, to move to Korea. Yeah, but I, uh, I made this decision quite uh, spontaneously because... Um, I had the feeling that it could be really interesting to start from scratch, you know, and, and to find where you could make a mark maybe and uh, really uh, build a product range that could be really cool in the end. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah, to have that visibility as soon as you arrive and that support, it kind of gives that clean sheet of paper. Um, yeah. it, I, I suppose it... When you when you feel welcome and you, and you you feel supported like that, you know that you can go a hundred percent, and the rest is is history, really. Um, 
Your your life and, and work have been documented in, in a book. Can you tell us anything about Roots and Wings? Yeah, Roots and Wings, it's about my, my life and my work. One interesting part is that it showcases that contrast be, between Korea and, say, Germany. And I think that the the products that I have been doing and the cars that I have been doing for Hyundai, for Kia, for Genesis, they would not look the way they do if I would not have this experience of uh, this other world and combining those cultures. The, Korea has different cultures. It's a completely different lifestyle. With every trip that I came to Korea, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the people and I learned a lot by doing this book to reconsider all these things. And, and I found out that really only because I have worked in both of those worlds, um, I found this kind of combination. And I think that um, really the, the, the cars that we are doing now uh, and that I have been doing um, for the Korean companies, they would not be as they are if if they would not have been developed under those kind of new uh, inspirations and new circumstances mm. in this new environment. Over your time with Hyundai Motor Group, you managed to turn both companies into instantly recognisable brands whilst maintaining this family look that they have. Can you talk us through your inspiration behind some of the iconic features that you have come up with, like Kia's tiger nose, for example? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I first started uh, working, I thought that um, somehow we need to give the product an identity so that you get a certain awareness all over the world because you have these cars everywhere. And so I thought I got I got to find something that defines the cars and that, that gives them an, an identity. And I, and I wanted to find something that uh, centers the front. At the end, I came across that idea of the, uh, what we call, later was called the Tagamo's Grill. This shape that has this kind of two tabs in the middle that make them a bit lower or narrower. And uh, so graphically, it's a very, it's a strong signature, let's say. Mm. And it has the advantage that you can recognize it from, from a distance. You can also change it. It's not so fixed that you can only make that one shape. You can make it wider, lower, higher. You can take all different types of um, uh, headlamps or whatever, and it still has this identity. And the hierarchy of cars uh, within the product range, you can make different variations, and we've made very different ones. I want to ask you a little bit about Kia versus Hyundai in terms of the brands, because over and above the individual features of the car, you're well known for your promotion of a unified design direction for each brand. So. How do you see the two brands and how have you encouraged others to maybe adopt this vision? When I first started also, um, I had a discussion with, uh, with Mr. Chang. Kia for him is like uh, a snow crystal and Hyundai is like a water drop. Hyundai is more, for me, is more natural. Water can appear in very different shapes as well. You have a, a lot of freedom and... and, and uh, or a, a lot of different ways of interpreting it. 
um, and it comes somehow in a way also softer. And uh, a snow crystal is a very defined, but brittle, but a very defined object. It's always a, a hexagon. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, this was a very good analogy. And uh, based on this, we developed a design manifesto where we made a book and I gave this to all the designers. And the book is called uh, The Riverstone and the Billiard Ball. And it has all those philosophies in it. Those two objects, uh, 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 like a, a river stone that has been washed down by water and other stones to that shape, uh, has a very natural shape and it, there's no, no river stone like the other. It, they're all different and they can appear in different shapes and sizes. And for me, that was a very good symbol for Hyundai. The billiard ball as a man-made object is precise, and so this defines Kia. And uh, I presented this to the, to the designers uh, and then finally gave each of them a billiard ball or a riverstone that could they could keep on their desk somehow as, a, as an icon or as a piece uh, where they think about this. And I think it was, it was, a, it was a good thing to do. did you want the public to react then to to Kia and Hyundai uh, as brands with these manifestos in mind? Kia and Hyundai are basically volume brands, but uh, I wanted to achieve is that uh, people get a pride of ownership, that that the cars are desirable, and uh, to do for example, also the interiors in a way, even if it's on a small car where you cannot have big investments in expensive materials or whatever, but still give everybody the feeling when they step into the car in the morning and give them a feeling of uh, pride or a, 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 a familiar feeling when they sit in, in their car. You know, if you jump in your car first thing in the morning, which a lot of people do, obviously, to go to work, you want to have... a a positive feeling for the day. So if the car that you jump in gives you that self-confidence, mm-hmm. it's a way of carrying that with you all day. And, and you're such a huge part of that. You have a responsibility for that, don't you? Yeah, maybe it makes your day. It's it's actually hard to define your job because it rolls into so many different areas, I think. It affects people in so many different ways. When you start to think about what car design means to a customer, to a person that's that's buying a car and what that car brings to that person is all coming, a lot of it is coming from from the design of the car, um, obviously also the production. Um, but we, we've, we've talked about car design and the perception of the design and you've applied your approach to company culture. We've also mentioned that bridge. How do you think that you've changed things at Hyundai and Kia and, and bridge that gap between the East and the West, Peter? You cannot do good design by order and say, you do good design, this doesn't work. Um, you have to work uh, with them together and maybe give them an example of how you would do it. And I often um, always go to the designers when they are working on a model and um, directly work with them. And um, starting in Korea, I just, which is my natural way of doing it, I just went to the designer and said, okay, what do you think? 
and they were totally surprised because they're not used to it. So it took quite some time to break the ice and uh, have an exchange of of, of uh, uh, ideas and and this way let let them participate in in the work and in, in to find the solutions and and. Uh, it makes them proud, and then and this is what makes them better. And uh, what I said before about I want the customers or people who sit in the cars to be proud. I also want our designers to be proud of what they're doing. What is important also when uh, you develop something, uh, failure must be allowed. You need to explore different directions. And if we find out that this direction doesn't work. To me, it's not a failure. It's uh, it's a learning, and it 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 gives you a learning of how you can find maybe the right way out or the, the right solution. Uh, this is the one thing, and this is something I try to really support them. podcast is called Are We There Yet? Automotive design is becoming more sustainable, more technological. How much progress has the design world made so far? Design has gotten extremely complex. I think design or the design world has come a long way. Of course, we have new technologies with um, uh, virtual uh, reality and all these kind of things. So we don't... Uh, build as many physical models anymore. Um, this is all done, or a lot of it is done in data, and then you can look at the models in, in, in with virtual reality. So we, we have come a long way. The design world has changed also in another way that um, design is even more important than it has been. And I think it's very important that designers are in high positions within the company because they know a lot about all kinds of things. They have the vision to bring things forward because uh, as designers, we can imagine what a product range will be like in the future. We have it in our, in our mind. Nobody else has that. This is why designers are more important than ever. And in terms of the future, how much further have we got to go before we've found that sweet spot, if you like, between aesthetics and tech-driven sustainability? I mean, as designers, we're trying to find this sweet spot all the time. And I think there will never be the moment where we say, so now we have found it. This is an ongoing process that uh, I don't think will ever end. It, and But this is also important to even look at it this way because you always need something that keeps you hungry and curious all the time. Only this way you find those solutions. And to be a car designer for me is is a dream job. It's always been a dream job and I'm so happy that I am privileged uh, to do this. And I think every project that I did, I always finished with a smile on my face. Peter Schreier, thank you so much for, for joining us today for the podcast. It's been absolutely lovely chatting with you. You've made me think about different things in my life to throw them out and start all over again in an opposite kind of way. So um, 
They're affecting people everywhere. But thank you. It's been fascinating to talk to you. Thank you too. I was I enjoyed it. Remember to check out Peter's book, Roots and Wings. And don't forget to follow or subscribe to the Are We There Yet podcast from your usual podcast provider. It means, of course, that you will never miss an episode. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.